turn there, Ephesians chapter 4, we'll be hanging out uh, at the beginning, uh, verses 11 and 12, uh, when we get there in just a moment. Uh, what we're doing uh, through this week and next week, we're going through our Vision 2022 series. And if you were here Tuesday night, you uh, heard a message on worship, or maybe maybe you listened online uh, at that service. Um, the first message that we had in this uh, series was to focus on prayer. And so what we're doing throughout this series is we're, we're trying to set our focus on certain areas of the church, prayer, worship, service, and next week will be belonging. Today, as we talk about service, I, I don't know about you, but I absolutely love to serve others. Like It's the lifeblood of what I do. It's the lifeblood of my life. It's the lifeblood of my ministry, the lifeblood of my family. Like We love to serve others. Uh, we, we love to put other people in front of us, and it brings life into our ministry, does it not? Think about it here at Cross Life. Service should bring a gladness in your heart when you serve. Um, some of you had the opportunity Friday night uh, to go to the Rowan Helping Ministries and, and serve the homeless a meal. Like, there is nothing greater than going out and serving people that you don't know, uh, people that uh, may not look like you. People that may not have it all together, it's great to do those things through our service. It should help us see that meeting other needs is exactly what Christ desires from believers and honestly uh, requires us as a church to do. Uh, we can't call ourselves a church if we're not doing much of service, can we not? In, in 2022, uh, I want to see Cross Life Church serve like we've never served before, and I know that's hard. Uh, some of you uh, say every year, how are we going to top that? Uh, how are we going to top that mission project? What are we going to do that can be something greater? But I'm telling you, the finish line is not in sight yet. Uh, there is so much more that we can do. I always get the question, Pastor, what's next? What's next? And I love that our families here at Cross Life love to serve. I, I love that that's what we're about. Honestly, you, you make serving Jesus easy. Uh, you make pastoring a church easy. Uh, and I love it because your hearts overflow with joy when you get out there and you do the mission that we've been called to do to bring the gospel message into hearts and into lives. I want to remind you in 2022 that our goal for our mission projects here is 150 local mission projects. Um, we are off to a fast start. Uh, here we are in the fourth week of the year. Fifth Is it fourth, fifth week, fifth week of the year? And you've already completed seven. Um, praise God for that. Uh, we're striving to do 150. I want to remind you how we're going to get there. 52 of those are going to be our downtown mission projects. I, I'm calling those downtown 52. I don't know why. It just kind of stuck to me the first time I did one. And so your pastor is kind of leading that way. Uh, I'm going to local businesses every week, getting to know owners, getting to know employees. Um, this past week, had the opportunity uh, to meet a, an amazing lady named Michelle uh, at, at Hive downtown. Uh, we talked probably 45 minutes. I was the only one in her store at that time, so we got time together. Had the opportunity to pray with her. Had the opportunity to bless her building, just, uh, just asking her many a questions. And it's been a great opportunity for me uh, to connect with those people. And I hope, my prayer is, uh, through those outreaches, that we, that we have a list of community partners that we can partner with in ministry. 
if you want to help me one of these weeks, I, I don't have a set time. Like some weeks I go on Monday, some weeks I go on Wednesday, some weeks I go on Tuesday. Like it, it just depends. So if you're interested in helping me, I will try to do better about scheduling that on a certain day so that you uh, can be a part of that. So uh, you just reach out to me, say, hey, Pastor, I want to go with you this week when you go do one. And I will be more than happy to meet you uh, there. So 52 is going to come from there. 48 of these are going to come from our ladies, our men, our children, and our youth. Every month, we're asking our specific groups to go uh, go on mission, to do something. Our, our ladies' ministry just this month collected Starbucks gift cards and uh, and clothes for um, for the, the preemies, correct? Is that right? Preemies. I, had it, I was trying to think of that as I was saying it. Um, you guys did awesome, ladies. You, you, you did great through that project. Thank you so much for giving back. Uh, and we want to see stuff like that over and over and over. Our youth have done projects in the past. They're going to they're gonna make sure things get done. Our kids, we're, we're, uh, we're meeting. We met with Hannah. Me and Tiffany met with Hannah this past week uh, to talk about some of those things. And it's Hannah's heart to make sure every month that these kids have a mission project. So we're working on that. So parents, uh, be on the lookout for that here in the next couple of weeks, aiming for one a month per group. The other 50 right through the church. Church, we've done that the last three years. We can do that. Um, And through God enabling us to simply be on mission, lives are going to be impacted. Lives will be saved through your efforts. As we continue to partner with schools, our, our Love Rowan week that we did, and so on and so forth. When we keep our eyes focused on service, I believe goals are easily attainable. Uh, when we serve others, it should make us feel good about the impact that we are making. Uh, it's a feeling of satisfaction when we serve. It should be a kingdom focus where everything we do impacts people for the gospel one way or another. Once again, I want to ask you some, some questions this morning as we uh, go through this message. Uh, maybe these are questions you've asked. Maybe these are questions that you need answers to, that you've maybe never given a, a direct response biblically to. So there are questions that we need and questions that we need to understand. And my first one is this, what exactly is godly service? What exactly is godly service? The, the purpose of service is so that God can reach people through our hands. Okay, If you look up the definition of godly service, go to Google. Go to Google and say, what is godly service? It will say, working with your hands. Godly service lifts the name of Jesus. We can see in 2 Corinthians Chapter 9, verses 12 and 13, that the Bible says that service is not only used to meet needs, but it is also a time of expression of thanks to God and leads others to praise to God. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 and 12. I want to read that this morning. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 and 12. It's on page 1029 in my Bible, if you have the same Bible that I do. Um, Took you a second to get that. Uh, Ephesians 4, starting in verse 11. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. For the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying 
of the body of Christ. I don't have these verses in there, but we're going to go ahead and go through verse 16 if you have a Bible. If not, just listen. Till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, a, a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about the every wind of the doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by whatever joint supply, according to the effective working by which every part of the body does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. You know, godly service should not be something that honestly has to be practiced. Um, it, it should be something that runs through our blood as believers. Like when God called you to salvation, it should have been immediately that I'm going to serve him. You know, it shouldn't have been a, a waiting game where I'm going to wait three years, I'm going to go through this class, I'm going to read this book, and I'm going to learn to serve. Because that's what some churches out there do. And, it, and what it does, it causes people to lose, just lose sight. Church, when, when you get saved, we want you to serve immediately. Uh, you've heard me say it before. We're, we're not here to, to be a pew sitter. We are here to have the feet of the gospel. Um. I can't say that enough. Like, you don't have to wait to go through some class. And uh, although we have a membership class and all that, it's not it's not scary. I promise. Um, but but we 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 ask you to go through that if you want to become a member of the church. But it's kind of our duty as believers just to go in and serve. And and, and it's hard to teach service. Like believers have a heart to serve, do they not? Like that's just that's what Jesus has given us. Like it's hard to carry out the gospel. If we say, well, I'm just going to keep it inside of me. I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm not going to share my faith. I'm not going to worry about telling anybody that I believe in God. I'm just going to go about my day. People are going to ask me questions, and I may respond yes or no, but that's all I'm going to do. That's not what God's called us to do. Service can be taught to new believers. But it is also something that comes pretty natural if you have a heart for others. A heart that grows for Jesus. The more that we listen to messages, the more that we get it plugged into Bible studies, the more that we get plugged into missions groups, the easier that it is to serve. I'm telling you, like, if you have not served with a mission project at Cross Life yet, get on board with one. Like, just pick one. We get them all the time. Just pick one. And I promise you, you're going to leave feeling more blessed than the people that we were out there blessing. I promise you. Uh, we, we must not serve to bring glory to us, our names, our church's names, uh, or the name of Cross Life, but we, we should serve to bring glory and honor to Jesus Christ's name. You know, with serving comes finding out what we're gifted in. And if you've never figured that out before, there's ways that we can figure out what your gift is. One, we can just throw you into the fire in one of the mission projects, and you can find out very quickly if you're good at that or not. Two, I've said it before, maybe in a Bible study, maybe in a sermon, the spiritual gift assessment, I'm not going to say like it's 100% accurate, but you've got to answer those questions. Like, you know if you're good at hospitality. Uh, you know if you're good at teaching. And so as you go through that spiritual gift assessment, you will find it. Now, I will say this, if you have not done one, in maybe the past three or five years, 
I encourage you to do one. I encourage you to go, and, and, and I, I, can, I can print one out for you. I can send you a link. But I would encourage you to do one because every year in January, I do one myself every year because I want to see, has my gifts changed? Uh, has my heart grown for, for more people in, in different areas? Um, because I knew what I was very low in 10 years ago. And so I encourage you to do that. Find your gift. And when you find what you're gifted in, it's going to be a lot easier to serve. Some have no idea what they're gifted in, and that's okay. We want to help you discover that. Listen to 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 10 and 11. As each one has received the gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. I go back to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Some are called to be apostles. Some are called to be prophets. Some are called to be evangelists. Some are called to be pastors and teachers. Some are called to be missionaries. Some Just fill in the blank. Some are called blank. And whatever it is, for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry so that we can edify the body of Christ. As I've said it time and time again over the past year, I don't know what made this slogan pop out to me, but you are a piece to the puzzle and don't ever think differently. Because every single one of you bring a different gift to the table. Every single one of you bring a different idea to the table. Some of you can teach, and you teach well. Some of you are good with, with people, and you help us reach people. Some of you are great evangelists. You're not afraid to share your faith. And you'll share it with anybody you come in contact with. Some of you are pastors, Benny and Norman. Preaching of the gospel of the Jesus Christ. I pray that more pastors will be brought up in our church. I don't believe God's done calling people to preach the word of God. But what does service mean to you? I, I used to think, kind of like worship, okay? I, I had this blurry concept of really what worship meant to me. I told you that story uh, Tuesday night. It's weird saying Tuesday night. Um, I had the same blurry concept of what it meant to serve God as well. You know, I used to think that service to God was just working in the church. I've told you those stories. All, all, I've, all I did was grow up, and uh, if, if the windows were being squeegeed, I was there. Like, it was just part of my life, like serving the church. Serving the, but what I realized was, as I, as I got into ministry, I wasn't serving the church. I was serving the building. And, and, and as I've started thinking about it, and I started preparing last week, I, I used to think it was all about volunteering in every area, in every capacity that I could, being a part of every little thing that I could be a part of. Even as a youth pastor, I remember, like, I wanted to serve. When Tiffany and I got married, like, I was serving in every area of that church as the youth pastor. Hey, when really my number one job was youth and kids. 
But here I was leading evangelism and leading uh, discipleship and, and meeting with people and, and had every Bible study that I could be a part of and, and even mowing the grass sometimes. Like I was out there mowing and, and painting and, and all. I was doing anything that I could to serve. And it's great to have a heart to serve, is it not? Uh, the church has to have people that can serve inside the church. Like that's, not, that's not all of it, though. And as I was studying and I became burdened, I started feeling like, America was kind of failing the church in a way. Now, are we so worried about the building that we forget about people? I, I told you uh, our wor about worship on Tuesday night. Like, I am quite okay if I worship in a in a in a building that has hot pink carpet in it. Hey, hey, or or purple polka dotted ceilings. The, the, maybe maybe the. The hideous thing that you could think of, like, could you still worship in that place? If the church were not here today and all we had was this, this big tent with this stage and some metal chairs, would we be okay with worshiping in that space? Because what we've got to realize is, it's not about us. It's all about Him, and it's all about His church, and not the church building. Hey, when I say church, I'm saying the universal church, everybody that is a believer. Nowhere in the Bible, and I've looked, <laughs> nowhere in the Bible does it say to be God's servant, you must serve here and there and everywhere. The, the known statistics for churchgoers today is about 80% of the church does 100% of the work. I mean, 20% of the church does 100% of the work. Have you seen that in a church before that you may have been a part of? Church, I, I, am, I am proud. I, and proud is a, a big word because uh, I don't believe in pridefulness. But I, I've got to say, as your pastor, I am proud that about 98% of our church role serves on a monthly basis. 100% of the church serves. But about 98% of our church serves on a monthly basis. And that is awesome. Like we we can't we can't beat that. Uh, we we are blessed to be where we are today, and and I can't thank you enough. Our focus should not be on how many we can fit inside. And I know numbers numbers get to us. Like it's hard not to look at that weekly attendance. Hey, every Sunday after church, I ask Tracy, "Hey, what did Patrick tell you we had today?" Uh, see, <laughs> see. That just makes me upset because we needed two more to hit 70. Like, so numbers get to you. Num numbers just get to you. And we, we become so focused on the number that really all Jesus says, if you can reach one, if you can reach one, it's all worth it. And every time we do mission projects, every time we go out to serve, if we can just reach one person, one person that doesn't know Jesus, one person to give them the gospel in their hands, to let them know there is a church that loves them, that wants to see them, that wants to wrap their arms around them, then church, you have accomplished something. And I know like there's, there's days where I beat my head against the windows of the church because I'm like, God, we got all this stuff to do. But sometimes, if you start looking at the one, I look at last year and all the, all the lives that were impacted, all the, all the salvations, all the baptisms, all the new members. Church, we're blessed. We're blessed to be where we are. 
but we can't stop serving. There's really only one question that you have to ask if your service is godly or man-driven, and that question is, is my service going to impact the kingdom? I remember a leadership meeting just, I don't know, probably six months ago, and we were trying to figure out what, what's that question that we need to ask at every Bible study. And we tossed that around for probably an hour and a half. I don't, it was a long time. And I remember Patrick saying, are you impacting the kingdom? And church, I, I encourage, if you're a Bible study leader today in this church, at the end of every meeting, can you bring it back to that question, is this message going to help us impact the kingdom? How can we impact the kingdom with what was just taught? How, how can we go out as a group and impact the kingdom with what we just learned? Because if it impacts the kingdom, if one person is impacted through Christ because of the action of service, let me tell you, it's totally worth it. Question number two today. Why do we serve? Why do we serve? What's the point? Why do we lift up the name of Jesus to allow people to know where the true source of hope comes from? I've heard it said before, maybe you've heard it too, the only way you can serve is to serve other people can't serve self. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20 says that we are ambassadors of Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. That's what 2 Corinthians tells us, that we are reconciled to God. Meaning, if we're believers... We're simply on duty for God. When, when you woke up this morning, you enlisted yourself to serve. Did you know that? When you wake up tomorrow morning and you're a believer, you have enlisted yourself to serve God. Now, it is up to you if you serve God or not. But as a believer, every morning that your feet hit the floor, you are enlisted to serve Christ. On Tuesday morning, on Wednesday morning, on Thursday morning, on Friday even on those Saturdays where you watch the Tar Heels beat State and Duke next weekend. Uh, <laughs> we are enlisted. We're enlisted to serve. No matter where we're at, no matter what we're doing, no matter who we're seeing, no matter if you're around family or those you've never met before, you are enlisted to serve God, we work for Him. Our job is to serve Him with gladness, serve Him with heart, serve Him with our life in order to see others give their lives to Him as well. You may say, well, Pastor, where do I start? Start in your home. Start with those that are closest to you. Start with your children. Do they know Jesus? Had they had a connection with Christ before? And if they have not, then you start there. And you serve them with everything you've got. You show them Christ. Well, what if my kids are saved? What if my family knows Jesus? I encourage you every month as a family, do a service project together. I think that is an awesome way to serve. It could be your post office worker. It could be that Amazon worker that you drag to your house every day because you don't know how to stop ordering things. Um, Tiffany doesn't know what to do because we don't get Amazon packages at our house yet. Um, maybe it's a, a person that, that you're in contact with every day. Maybe it's your child's teacher. 
Maybe it's your child's doctor or nurse. Find somebody to serve. Maybe it's a company that you go to all the time. Maybe it's a business. That's, where I, that's what I encourage you to do. Do it as a family once a month. And see if God would use your family to impact other people. It, it is an honor to serve. And let them know this isn't Cross Life Church. Don't give them our name. If you want to give them an invite card, that's on you. I'm not telling you to do that. Because it's not a, God, God will bless us for our efforts. I'm not worried about that. Tell them we, we're doing this in Jesus' name. And we love you and we appreciate you. I want to give you some practical reasons on why the church serves and why you should serve too. Serving connects you with others. You know why I love to serve? It's because I meet people. You know how, how strange it is to sit in a church by yourself all week? The walls start talking to themselves. Like it's, you hear some crazy things when you're in this place by yourself. Um, so I serve so I can connect with others. I serve so I can get out of the comfort of an office and get out there and do something. God did not cre- create us to do life alone. It would be a boring life. He made us to have a relationship with other people. We can't serve God without helping others. God may put you in touch with someone where you build a friendship with, and later down the road, it could be 10 years down the road, and you get to share God's work in your life with that person. Connections matter. Another practical reason of why the church serves and why we should serve too is serving helps discover your spiritual gifts. We've we've talked about that this morning. In Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, the Bible says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. God will allow you your gifts, your gifts, directly if you'll let him use them in your life. Serving helps you find what you're passionate about, helps you find your likes and your dislikes. Serving helps you find your purpose. Did you know that? Serving helps you find your purpose in life. Even unbelievers will say, There is more to life than riches. You ever spoke to an atheist before? Or somebody that was agnostic? Someone that doesn't believe in Jesus? They will tell you there is more to life than just going to work. There is more to life than putting money in a bank account so you can pay the bills once a month. Some of us feel like that's all our life is about right now. I, I get it. Okay, the bills come in, and you're like, how am I going to pay it? How am I going to figure it out? Let me tell you, God will get you through that. They know for any person to live a filled life means that person, that person found their true purpose. Hey, everybody can say at the end of their life if they found their purpose or not. Hey, we're not, we're not talking about purpose in Christ at this point. Even the unbeliever says... I've got to find my purpose. I've got to find what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. That's why they go, go to work. They go find a job. They stay in that job 30, 35 years. They retire. They fulfilled the purpose that they felt they were called to do here on this earth. And our first purpose as believers is to worship God, as we talked about this past Tuesday night. But that's not all we're supposed to do. As believers, we're called to serve God as well. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. If you still have yourself on Ephesians chapter 4, just flip back a page. You'll be at Ephesians chapter 2. And I love verse 10. 
Bible says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You don't know what your purpose is, that's okay. Because guess what? Just like your spiritual gift, I want to help you to discover your purpose. I want to help you get defined. We want to walk you through that and help you find that call that maybe God uniquely designed you for. And if you play the piano, I'd love to have you. (laughs) Norman. (laughs) If you can sing, I would love to have you. If you can greet people, we would love to have you. If you love to serve others through mission projects, our GO team would absolutely love to have you. If you if you like to clean the church, we have a spot for you. If you just want to teach, we have a spot for you. Don't ever think there's not a spot for you on the team. We have plenty of spots available. And if I don't have a spot, I'll create you a spot. Because that's, that's what Cross Life does. And we do it good. We just create spots. But there's a spot for you. That you are a piece to the puzzle at Cross Life. And as we discover that together, and if that means that we have 50 teachers that want to teach, well, we'll pray that God will fill 50 groups up with people. I believe that can happen. If that's what God wants. So through serving, you get to discover those strengths. You get to discover those weaknesses along with enjoying the things that you love. Lastly this morning, last question I have. Is serving worth it? Is serving worth it? Has there, you, you that have served before in the church, maybe through a mission project, has there ever been a time where you got done serving and you said, well, that was a waste of my time. Now, early on in the days when we were doing those hot dog luncheons, <laughs> we, we sincerely asked ourselves, was it worth it? We cooked 200 hot dogs and seven people show up. But you know what? It's those days that made us to who we are today. We didn't stop. We didn't give up. We continued to plow on, continued to go through the field, continuing to find our worth in Jesus Christ. And as hard as it was sometimes to look at the team when we were done with things and say, church, it wasn't a waste of our time. We got out here. We put, we put, our, we put our sign out. People saw the name of Cross Life today. They know we're here. Even when we were on 215 Fifth Street and Spencer, there was not a moment that went by that I didn't feel like that's what God had called us to do. Even here at 205 Newsom Road, never have I thought that this was not God's will for us to do. Everything that we have done thus far, I feel like we have been in the center of God's will, no matter if five people showed up or 300 showed up. No matter if we opened a door for worship and there was 20 people that came or there's 68 that came, it's been worth it. And don't ever think it's not worth it because the gospel message prevails. So the short answer is 100%, absolutely It is worth it. Someone once said this, serving God is the great adventure of this world. 
I went to Facebook again on Friday to ask a simple question. And I asked this, how has serving impacted your life? I got a mixed response again. I want to I share some of these responses. One said this, in every aspect for us for sure, we moved to Montana away from family. This is a church planter, by the way. Moved away to Montana. Live what most Americans would consider in poverty, even though we are quite comfortable. To serve him in a tiny church pastor. We are homeschooling our children and teaching them to serve others and follow Christ. It impacts our decisions and actions daily in many ways. We are now about to go plant a church in the Outer Banks of North Carolina. And we could not be happier. Y'all pray for them. Uh, they're actually a, a family member of, of, of someone in my dad's church. Someone else said this, Being a, a servant has allowed me to meet many amazing people. It fills me with joy whenever I see God's love at work. I'm grateful for the opportunity every time to serve. It humbles me and it makes me appreciate God's grace in every person, each sister and brother that I have in God's family in every moment of my life. Someone else said, my mother introduced me to Jesus at a very young age. I didn't know everything yet, but I learned enough to go to Jesus about everything. Most of my life, I was a very quiet person, only talking to people who spoke first. I always felt like the outsider. As I grew and I read the Bible, I grew in confidence that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, as Philippians 4.13 says. Now I can approach people and speak to people about Jesus and salvation. I love the Word of God. Not just the Bible, but Jesus Himself who saved me. Praise God. Some last person said this. It's a blessing to be a blessing. It's a blessing to be a blessing. It's an honor to help other people, to pray for them and encourage them. I am happiest when I am helping others. Jesus said that when you did it to them, you did it unto me as well. Turn with me really quick if you have your Bible still open. Colossians, we're going we're gonna to wrap this up pretty quick. Colossians chapter 3, just a few books over. Colossians 3, verses 22 through 25. I'll give you a second to get there. Colossians 3, 22 through 25. Bond servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God. And listen to this. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. But he who does wrong will be repaid for what he has done, and there is no partiality. What do we read here in Colossians? That we should give it our all. Every time we serve, we should give it our all. That, that we don't do it to be a pleaser of men. We don't do it to uh, please our husband or our wife or our children. But instead, we do it with a sincerity of heart that God is going to work out the details. I don't know about you, but I can never get enough of serving other people. Uh, every day, one of my prayers is this. God, would you give me the eyes to see a need? 
Would you give me the eyes so that I can help somebody else? That there is a need that I can't meet, that I'm never too busy to stop and talk to someone. There's never a moment where I'm too busy to stop and pray for someone. That's my prayer. That the best way to be a witness for Christ is our mouth and our feet and our ears and our eyes. God, help us to not meet needs here at Cross Life. Help us to love people well. He goes on to say, and whatever you do, do it heartily. What does that mean? That we will do it with everything that we've got. 100%. That we won't put 50% in. That we would give the 100% when we go to serve. He says that you will receive your reward for serving, for loving, for praying, for doing. And we can celebrate today, church, that Crossside Church means business when it comes to serving. From day one, from day one of planting a church and looking at about four people in the face, uh, service was going to be a focus. What were we going to be about from early on? We were going to be about serving others. And I'm so thankful we haven't lost that mission. What other way is there to get out the name of Jesus than going out to our local communities and serving others? Sure, we can, we can open the doors on Sunday for worship, and that's great. I, I love Sundays. It's my favorite day of the week. I've been chomping at the bit to come back to church on Sunday for two weeks now. I hope you have too. Even our kids this morning, they were so excited to be here. They don't even know it, but they were so excited uh, to be here running around. Sure, we can live stream our services, and it's a, great, it's a great outreach opportunity. And we post them all over the Internet. People out in Uganda have viewed our services. I don't know how, but they do. That's just a small piece. On, on our social media pages, on your social media pages, Do everything that you can to lift the name of Jesus up. Share the church news. Share the event. Share the stream. Share the encouraging post. Share the serving post. That's one way that you can serve with little to no effort by a click of a button. Get involved with the Go team because they're going to be the wheels behind what we do. We're meeting tomorrow night with those leaders. Our invitation is simple today. If you aren't serving... What's it going to take you to serve? If you're not involved, what's it going to take you to get involved? Because it's time to rise up and serve. I don't know about you, but I feel, I know what's been said for many years. We're we're probably living in the last days. I'm trusting that Jesus Christ will take his church back one of these days. And I don't want him to come back knowing that we didn't serve in every area that we could have served in. We aren't asking you to sign up for every event. We're not asking you to be here every day. We're just asking you to be a part of a team that makes the church go. And if you have ideas, we have a team for you to bounce that off of. They want to hear from you, I think, (laughs) I hope. Uh, They want to enable you to go and make a difference. They want you to thrive, and they want you maybe even to survive um, and make those dreams of a simple mission project that you've been thinking about a reality because there's never a more complex mission that we can't do. Maybe today you're here and you just want to serve, but you don't know how. We want to lead you in any way that we can. We want to help you discover that in any way that we can. And if I can help you in that, please let me know. And lastly, maybe you've heard a lot about serving today. 
but you've never heard about this man named Jesus Christ before. As our worship team comes up to, to lead us in our last song, I just want to ask you a question if that's you. If you've never, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, what's holding you back? What's holding you back from saying yes to Jesus? There's no better time than now than to give your life to Him. So would you come during this invitational time, if that's you, and would you get your life right so that if you die today, heaven is your eternal home? Let's pray. Lord, we love you. God, I thank you. For many a days, Lord, You've had to remind me that in the stillness of the moments, you are there. And Lord, I remember in the early days of Cross Life Church, where maybe it was just a few, or maybe it was just my family, and we started asking a lot of questions. God, will you get us through this? God, would you enable us? God, would you help us reach just one more person? And Lord, today you have built a beautiful masterpiece in front of us. And Lord, I, I pray today that as we close our service, that if there is somebody that doesn't feel like they're a piece to the puzzle of the kingdom yet, that God, you would lead them in that direction. Lord, if they don't know you yet, and they're hearing about serving, and they're wondering, well, how can I serve if I don't know you as Lord and Savior of their life? Lord, would you call them to a relationship with you today so that they can experience true service. Lord, would you help us in that? Would you call us out, Lord? Maybe today there's just somebody that we need to pray for. Lord, I think of Miss Tanner right now. Lord, we lift her up. She misses her church family. Lord, I pray for her to get full health back, full health restored. Lord, would you call us out? Lord, maybe there's somebody here that is a part of the church. They've been a part of the church for a while, but they just have not started serving. Would you prick their heart to serve? To serve you. Not only to serve the church, but to serve the kingdom. Have your will, have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Stand with us. I need thee every hour is going to be our closing invitation this morning.